Duolingo lately. You, you what? Duolingo, that language learning app. Oh yeah, I had that years ago, and I tried to learn Spanish. Como esta? Ooh, look at you go! Si se puede. <laughs> I found that it's better for like picking up languages that you had learned in the past and to like refresh yourself on them because that's what i'm doing right now with japanese yeah that makes sense when i was using it it was okay i was using it because i was working in a primarily spanish-speaking school that makes sense so it's not a language i've ever formally learned yeah but i've been in scenarios where it's been a, a strong language i think in general just as like with any online learning I feel like at some point you have to, like, I don't know. I lost my thought. Anyway, we're Detroit Strange. Yes, that's us. Uh, Welcome to Detroit Strange. Yes. That's Alex. That other voice is Jess. Yeah, we did it. We did. Sort of. (laughs) Yeah. Coming to you from this gloomy quarantine day. Mm -hmm. Although, honestly, I don't mind a rainy day. I know we've talked about this before, but... I'm not mad at a rainy day. I don't either. And actually, um, Lisa and I went for a run earlier today. And I mean, there's been a couple of times it's rained and we were supposed to run and we didn't. And today I was like, let's just let's just go because I've ran in the rain plenty of times. I just it's an easy excuse, you know, you have to listen to Unwritten by B- Natasha Buddingfield. Feel the rain on your skin. No one <laughs> else can feel it for you. You just got to be like running just like very dramatically. Just no one else. No one else. I mean, I didn't say that's not what we were doing. Please, I hope it was. That was definitely what we, what we were both doing Good. simultaneously. Good. Uh, but yeah, we were in the rain and we then we started kind of talking about how good it felt. Because it does. It feels as long as it's not storming. Yeah. Or like downpour. It feels really good to be out in the rain. Oh, yeah. I, I'm like... Like, as long as you don't have to go anywhere, like, I mean, you're running, you're outside, but, like, going from place to place when it's raining can suck. Mm -hmm. Well, it's not a choice at that point. Yeah. It's, like, when it's a choice, it's nice to be in the rain. I also am, like, a sucker for a good, like, like, kiss in the rain scene in a movie. Ugh, same. Dream, dream, if anybody ever wants to, I almost said court me, because I'm from the 1900s. Somebody court her. (laughs) Somebody caught me by kissing me in the rain. Put on the hand because lips would be scandalous. Don't show those ankles. <laughs> oh, when it's there. Uh, but yeah, no, I think that's like, I don't know. The rain is just beautiful. There is a romantic element for some reason to it. It just, I don't know. Energizing rain. We're here for it. Mm-hmm. Totally into it. Yes. Uh <laughs> So we're recording this on a Monday. Yeah. Not Memorial Day Monday. Um, mm-hmm. Because I found out that's coming up much sooner than I thought it was. Because when you think Memorial Day, you always think like the 28th, 29th, 30th. Mm-hmm. But it's like the 25th this year. Yeah. No, I only knew because I had a conversation with some people last week because we're doing that weekly advice show. Uh-huh. And so we're doing a stupid theme every time. And like we did the 90s and then um, we did goth for our second one. And our third one is going to be movement based because movement would have been. Oh, yeah. Glow sticks everywhere. Mm-hmm. So that's the only reason I have any idea that Memorial Day weekend is this upcoming weekend. 
Mm, I'm going to have to open club quarantine for mm-hmm. this movement. Oh, yeah. By club quarantine, I mean my basement, but I turned the black lights on. <laughs> I have black lights for normal reasons. <laughs> uh, I'm not making this sound any better. I bought them for a Halloween party and never took them down. Also, things I never took down after the Halloween party, them ghosts. Them ghosts still on the ceiling. I mean, I don't know that there are normal reasons for a blacklight. Um, are you just insinuating for not, like, uh, dirty reasons? I've always wondered if it actually worked. You know? I think you have to have, um, what is it, luminol powder. Are you talking blood or the other stuff that shows up under blacklight? Really? Luminol is definitely for blood. Like, I don't know. I don't think a blacklight alone would do blood. Maybe it no. does do the other stuff alone, though. I don't know. Yeah. We're so quaint. The other stuff. We're trying to keep it PG. We're not a suggestive podcast. I don't know. We've got explicit rating on uh Do we really? <laughs> yeah. Oh. Well shit. Somewhere Come. I forget where. Yeah. <laughs> we are not a family podcast. No, not at all. I don't know what that means even. My family does listen to this podcast though, because I my cousin texts me today. He's like, I love hearing your guys' sports knowledge. Or lack thereof. It's very deep, our sports knowledge. <laughs> we know all the sports. We know them well. But this is not a sports podcast. No. I know the ball that goes to which sport. <laughs> I remember one of my sister's friends growing up. She would say, if there's not a ball, it's not a sport. So she'd be like, swimming, not a sport. Quidditch, definitely a sport. There's six balls. That's true. Or five, I don't know. I'm not a nerd. Oh, that's so cute that Harry Potter existed when you were growing up. Yeah. Well, like, I think the first one came out in, like, 97, so I would have been, like... Oh, don't say it. <laughs> elementary school. I'll say elementary school. Okay. Okay, we'll go with that. Yeah. Oh, that's funny. But, like, I'm, like, an old soul. You know, I was born in the wrong decade. I really think that I should have been around, like, the Renaissance times. <laughs> I really wanted to die of the plague. <laughs> Missed that opportunity. I'm so sorry. Uh, you know, you have one shot. Like Eminem? <laughs> Yeah. Did that make our last episode when I stupidly took a Snapchat of my spaghetti that my mom mm-hmm. made? That was after we were recording. Ah. Uh, yeah. It was a beautiful Snapchat, though. Did you save it? I did. I mean, share it with the masses on Insta. We'll see. We'll see. <laughs> okay. Snapchat and Insta, very different platforms for me. Yeah, I mean, I get, yeah, yeah. Snapchat is, yeah. No, I understand. I like the disappearing factor of Snapchat. When I make a stupid joke, it's gone forever. Yeah. Snapchat's for, like, not exclusively, but, like, my closer friends that I, like, know I can be really stupid in front of. I s- <laughs> you like that stupid... Because it goes stu- away. I, yeah, I know. I, sent a, I just think about the stupid one I sent you earlier, where I used the girl filter and pretend to be Jennifer Garner in a Capital One commercial in Japan. Really, though, you did look like my coworker. Like, I was... I opened it not knowing who it came from. Like, you know, sometimes you just open something. Yeah. And I honestly thought it was this girl I worked with like a decade ago. And I was like, what? And then I read your thing and like processed it. Because, you know, the sound isn't on when you first open it. Yeah. So I was <laughs> I was so confused for a minute. I would always say I look like my sister when I do like the girl filter on Snapchat, which like makes sense. Yeah, that makes total sense. Yeah. We're both like a very good blend of my parents. So like, we look similar. Mm-hmm. That's generally how genetics work. 
yeah thank you thank you for explaining that quick genetics lesson you're welcome that's free <laughs> we're not a science podcast but we're bringing it to you this time absolutely not yes luminol genetics we're mentioning science words Ooh, i've heard her <laughs> mm, quite the hypothesis gen edics yes would that be a good drag name gen edics <laughs> ladies and gentlemen welcome to the stage gen edics i like that yeah yeah mm-hmm. oh my god wait drag name gene pool everybody welcome to the stage gene pool that's cute that is i like that same I tweet those stupid jokes a lot of times. Like I tweeted one, like I'm the tall guy with no face yelling shit at you. I'm Slender Man. <laughs> I like that. Thanks. <laughs> Clever. I've basically learned that, like, even in quarantine, I'm gay and need attention. And I will find ways to get it. Fair. I mean, that's fair. We all need attention, though. First of all. True. Everybody. We all need a little attention and a little love. A little TLC. <laughs> mm-hmm. But on another note. Yeah. What are you drinking? I'm calling it a desperation. Tell me why. It's like kind of a Manhattan, kind of a not. It's basically just um the almost shot left of bourbon I had, the almost shot left of Jameson I had, and then the almost, I'd like just to balance it out, I put almost a shot of sweet vermouth and some bitters and a cherry. Um, It tastes okay. Okay, good. It's fine. What about you? What are you drinking? I am drinking, I'm calling it a lost dog. Fun. Because it's kind of like a salty dog, which is vodka, grapefruit juice, and a salt rim. Uh-huh. But mine is, what is it? Uh, Peach-flavored vodka, grapefruit LaCroix, and some lime juice and a salted rim. <laughs> that's a mix. That's a, that's a, I mean, sounds good. It's a lost dog. Yeah. <laughs> fair, fair. It actually is pretty tasty. I would drink again. Some of my desperation cocktails have been good. Like I did like grapefruit topo chico and gin a couple weeks ago. That was pretty good. Oh yeah. Grapefruit goes really well with gin. Mm-hmm. Like any grapefruit. Yeah. Was here for Actually it. this would be I think this would be good with gin too. Because it would be the same thing, except yeah. with lime juice. Also shout out to Jess for leaving that topo chico in my fridge because I don't buy them. <laughs> They're delicious. Especially the grapefruit. I know. I like it's literally been in my fridge for months. <laughs> like it must have gotten left here after a party or something. And I was like, well, I guess this will work. And it did. And it was great. That grapefruit one is um, rare, too. It's a harder find Ooh. in the Topo Chico's. I've been blessed by a rare Topo Chico. <laughs> Such a lucky boy. Uh, the luckiest boy that ever was. <laughs> You are lucky, though, because I've got a story. I was about to say, am I going to get lucky with this story? You're going to get so lucky with this story. You won't even know what to do. Oh, my gosh. So excited. This story might leave you pregnant. No, I don't know. Uh, Not again. (laughs) I can't handle another pregnancy scare. (laughs) Really quick sources, so we don't forget. Of course. Uh, And we being me is uh, the book Blood on the Mitten, which I've used in the past, and I left in the different rooms, so I can't remember the author of it. Give me one second. If only you had Luminol, you'd be able to find the Blood on the Mitten. (laughs) Okay. So sources is Blood on the Mitten by Tom Carr, um, which is a fun little, like, dictionary of Blood on the Mitten. 
um, OurDetroit.com, an article called The Gory 20s by Richard Beck in January 2010. Um, New York Times briefly, but very briefly. Um, and then an excerpt on Google from a book called Detroit Land, a collection of movers, shakers, lost souls, and history makers by also by Richard Bach, which I just realized is the same person. Nice. So thank you, Richard. Yes. Your research was great. Thanks for being a Richard and not a dick. Ooh, but I'm not. Yeah. Classic dad jokes. <laughs> we got them here, folks. Mm-hmm. Keep them coming. So, oh, did you have another one? I'm no, sorry. no, I was just moving towards the mic. Okay. Just ready, constantly. <laughs> so, I'm going to take you back to February 27th, 1927, when 36-year-old Dr. Frank O. Loomis ran into the police station drenched with blood. He told police he had found his wife, Gladys or Grace. I read both. In different sources, and I don't know which one is correct. My grandma was born around then, and she her birth certificate had Eleanor as her middle name, and like one other piece of paper had Mary as her middle name. Also, not sure what day she's born, so we know how good record keeping was back then. I'm gonna go with the 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 name Grace because there was some article. Actually, I'm just gonna go with the name Grace, just yeah, because. But it might have also been Gladys. But also, who knows? Maybe that was some nickname for I don't I don't know why both names came up but so he had found his wife Grace bludgeoned to death in their home on Marlowe Street but police weren't sure they believed him that is always suspicious yeah his story he'd only stepped out of his home at 13901 Marlowe Street which is at the corner of Schoolcraft near Grand River and this home still stands just so you know he'd only stepped out for 45 minutes to take a walk even though the evening was rainy and cold much like right now. <gasps> when he returned, he found her dead on the floor of their sunroom. Her face had been battered. She had been oh, she had deep cuts on her arms and fingers. He noticed a window had been smashed, and the hundred dollars he had given her to buy clothing for their two young children, who were sound asleep the whole time, apparently, mm-hmm. was missing. He ran to her lifeless body in shock and grief and embraced her and that's why he had blood on himself Uh uh-huh so police rushed over there to kind of check it out and they found a two by four wooden stake smoldering in the furnace in addition to this they also found a pair of pearl buttons in the bottom of the furnace indicating that loomis had burned the murder weapon and probably his bloodied shirt before giving it to authorities as pearl buttons were common on like a men's shirt. Yeah. Um, like, you know, the cuffs. Yeah. Uh, after further investigation, two people who were walking on Marlowe heard a shrill scream around 9.05 PM. At that same time, a telephone operator took a call from an unknown woman who let out a long shriek before the operator heard a man's voice come on and say, never mind. Of course, yeah. Like you just hear some screaming, and then never. I'm totally no longer worried about that scream that a different voice yep. said. Don't worry about it. Yeah. Comforting. We're cool. Yeah, We're cool. great. Perfect. Fine. No problems here. So, in addition to this, nothing was missing from the house other than this, according to him, a hundred dollar bill or a hundred dollars. He killed his wife, and he's scamming for a hundred bucks. Damn. That's my thoughts right now. 
And police were concerned as to why someone would break in to kill her because there was really no motive. Like they were looking for one. For that hundred bucks, of course. Yes, exactly. That the robbers clearly knew was in there. Yes, exactly. If only they would have put that sign in the window that said, we have a hundred dollars, please rob us and kill us. It's a popular sign to have in your window. You just need to take it down. I mean, she might have put that in too. Maybe that also got burned in the fire. Yeah. Who knows? So Frank and Gladys Grace uh, were married in 1914. She, before their marriage, was a nurse. And he was known as an upstanding citizen as well as a doting family man. His medical practice also served many charity cases. So like people really thought he was a good guy because he was helpful to the community. Mm-hmm. Um, but due to this evidence, he was charged and became a tabloid sensation all over the country. Fun. Yeah. So again, we, you know, we always talk about like the social media stuff and like, it's interesting to to look back and, you know, what would this have been like in today's time? But I mean, that's what the tabloids were. Yeah. That's how we got the name Twitter. Twitter is derived from tabloid. Oh, that makes sense. I'm totally lying. Oh, that doesn't make sense. <laughs> I'm gullible. No, but like everybody was all a Twitter. Yeah. They were all a Twitter about it, right? I mean, that makes sense. Oh, but that doesn't relate to tabloids. Not even just, kind of. An old saying. <laughs> it's a free two truths and a lie. That was just a lie. Oops. Yeah. Um, anywho. Sorry. I'm an idiot. No, <laughs> uh, I don't care. I'm gullible. So Loomis was arrested and he was put on trial. Every day, hundreds of people would try to squeeze into the small courtroom where prosecutor Robert Toms and uh, Louis Colombo, who was a top defense attorney in the city, would duke it out. Fun. So Colombo, which is a great name for an attorney, by the way. Yeah. He basically stated, and like this was the, the defense argument, was that a peeping Tom had watched Loomis hand his wife the money and waited for Frank to leave before breaking in and beating her to death. That's when he fled with the money and his weapon in hand. Mm-hmm. With literally no evidence other than, I mean, that's all like speculation. Yeah. <laughs> and really bad speculation. Yeah. However, during the trial, it was revealed that Dr. Loomis, of course, had a mistress uh. named Gertrude Newell. The prosecution tried to use Gertrude as a motive for the murder, but there wasn't enough evidence. After three weeks, the jury took just 35 minutes to arrive at a verdict of not guilty. Not even an hour. Damn. Nope. Nope. That one lady got three trials. Mm-hmm. And he got 35 minutes. Mm-hmm. Bullshit. Although she also was acquitted, so... <laughs> I know. Man. This is bullshit. Mm-hmm. So uh, just a side note, though, detectives and reporters actually knew quite a lot about Gertrude Newell. Uh, Most of it, though, wasn't permitted to be used as evidence in front of the jury. Um, But she was described as an auburn hair charmer. Ooh. uh, Slender. uh, She was a slender, flighty divorcee who was often spotted being escorted to speakeasies by Loomis several times before the murder of Grace. After the murder, police planted listening devices in Newell's Wabash Avenue apartment, but most of what they learned was inadmissible as evidence. Yeah. Didn't really add up to anything. Um, The prosecutor still brought her name up, though, and somewhat timidly, or somewhat timidly brought her name up, though, and Loomis admitted to having had a cocktail with her once and dinner at her parents' house. Totally normal. 
Like, I meet someone at a bar, I have a cocktail with them, we go back and have dinner with their parents. Like, just a typical run-of-the-mill dinner and drink, you know? That's weird. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, uh, Charles Givens, who was a crime reporter, I believe at this time said he'd also reported, quote, She was declared a hostile witness and therefore could only be called to the stand on rebuttal. So that's why none of basically that evidence led to anything. Mm. But Loomis was known to have a temper, but during his cross-examination, he was actually pretty cool, calm, and collected, Mm -hmm. which just a little weird. Yeah. But after his acquittal, it was actually just the beginning. Mm. So for the next year, Loomis was followed incessantly by the press, and the police kept a very close watch on him. Uh, it forced him often to change his residencies and his offices. I unfortunately don't know what came of their two children. Um, I'm always concerned about what happened to kids, and it's really hard to find that information often. They're sitcom children. They only come up when they need yeah. to. Yeah. Um, so he then kind of renewed his often toxic relationship with Gertrude Newell, mm-hmm. which, as anyone could predict, didn't go so great. He moved in with her. And that's when Deck came in. So according to one of his close friends, quote, He was just so wrapped up in her, he couldn't think of anything else. Which apparently is not good for money management. I'd imagine not. Yeah. And he actually started to worry about it because he couldn't sell the home that his wife had died in because he murdered her there. He really should have thought about that before he murdered her. Yeah. Like, what's going to do the resale value? Yeah. So nobody was buying it. So he also started to discover that a mistress and a wife are very different. I've never had either, so I wouldn't know. (laughs) Gertrude was not exactly the homie type. Uh, She liked to go out. She liked entertainment, cabarets, and the good doctor uh, just wasn't uh, wanting to do that all the time. Yeah. So on the evening of May 18th, what day is it today when we're recording and I had no idea? Today would be May 18th. The illusion is shattered. Yeah. How creepy is that? That is. So on the evening of May 18th, 1928, Gertrude and Frank had a fight in their 2575 Rickton Avenue housing between 2 and 3 a.m. Neighbors could hear Gertrude yelling things like, quote, I know a hell of a lot more about you than you know about me. Shady. (laughs) The next morning, Loomis was found dead inside a dentist's office that adjoined his own office. He was found with his head down on a desk after he had closed the doors, the windows, oh, and the windows, and asphyxiated himself with illuminating gas, which was basically used to light houses and street lights. Yeah. Uh, Nearby was a half-empty bottle of whiskey and an open Bible. He left not one, not two, but three suicide notes. Gotta cover all your bases. Yes. First note was to a friend. It stated, quote, G drives me crazy. My God, how I love her. Perhaps we will meet again when both of us may be more reasonable. Cool. Which is probably about Gertrude, but it is kind of weird because his former wife's name also started with a G. Yeah. Which was just pointed out and kind of weird. I'm not sure if the G was for Gertrude, Grace, or Gladys. There's three possibilities, two people. Exactly. Another was to a local paper, begins, quote, I am not guilty of murder. My conscience is clear. If your conscience was clear, you wouldn't feel the need to reconfess that you're innocent for 
a crime that you've been acquitted for, you know? Yeah, no, exactly. But somebody pointed out to that maybe he was, if he did it in a fit of rage, then it's actually manslaughter and it's not premeditated murder. So maybe that was the whole thing. Oh, well, that's okay then. Yeah, I know. It, it was a lame argument. I yeah. actually erased it from my notes because I was like, that's stupid. But now I'm saying it anyway. Yeah. <laughs> And the last was actually to police, and it stated, quote, A newspaper article will be published in 24 to 48 hours explaining this action on my part. Please be patient until then. Which would make sense had he sent something to the news that gave any details about this, other than, I'm not guilty of murder, my conscience is clear. But there was nothing else sent. Ooh, that'd be real awkward if, like, he forgot to mail that and then killed himself. Oh, that's so awkward. He should have gotten his things in a row before he did that. I think that's exactly what happened. <laughs> <laughs> or he just like got tired and decided not to write it. Yeah. So back to Gertrude, though, because she's left behind at this point. So Gertrude Newell suffered a nervous breakdown and attempted suicide herself, but was unsuccessful. She tried twice in one day by hurling herself from a window out of her apartment uh, downtown. Like she jumped out the window twice? Well, she it didn't say the second time because these actually were from some old newspaper articles in the Detroit News. Okay. Um, that I found or Free Press. I'm sorry, the Detroit Free Press, which I didn't cite earlier because I'm citing it right now. But there was one article on May 25th, so a week after uh Frank had committed suicide, stated that Gertrude had uh several serious fainting spells as well. Mm-hmm. And one even sent her into an unconscious state for a short time around 8 p.m. Restoratives were necessary in each case. So like, I don't know, salts or something, I'm thinking. Yeah. Yeah. And four or five were a lesser severity and occurred earlier the day. It was also reported that her father, Lee M. Brown, a well-known lawyer and former mayor Ipsliani, gave no effort to visit her. And then it said in bold lettering, Father's attitude aloof. Like that newspaper noise. Father's attitude aloof. So basically, he didn't think it was a big deal. He hated the press and how they treated their family. The article goes on to explain Newell is the daughter in law of Brown by a former wife whom he had separated with and since died. So I think it was like her stepdad, basically, is what it was saying. Okay. Not that that makes any difference. Yeah. Then it goes on in bold to say, stories cause hysteria. And it talks about her fainting fits coming just after publication of a storytelling of her love affair with Dr. Loomis. Mm -hmm. And the anonymous author was reportedly a woman friend of Newell's and pictured her as an evil genius. She stated that her, quote, extravagant demands for entertainment and her moods of indifference alternating with passionate manifestation to affection frequently drove the doctor to the verge of nervous collapse. Damn. Yeah. After these uh, suicide, t- these fainting spells, these suicide attempts, she left town soon after that. Nobody knows exactly what happened to her. However, I did try to look. There's six LinkedIn profiles with her name. Oh, my God. Do you think it's her? <laughs> yeah. Uh, like 90 something years later. Is she a business analyst for, I don't know, insert some company name here? Yes. CVS. <laughs> it's like a push in. Push it 110, just working at CVS. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so that is the story of Dr. Frank Loomis. Uh, murder, suicide, suicide attempt, disappearance. Fun. Yeah. 
That's interesting, though. Like, damn. The shit people do. Just have a conversation. Don't kill someone. Like, you could talk. Yeah, well, and I don't... Yeah, I don't know what benefit that would be. Like, okay, so he was, like, clearly infatuated with um the mistress, as per some of the statements made and, like, whatever. And I get... I mean, I get that times were different and divorce wasn't as heavily accepted, but... I, I don't know. Here's the thing. Divorce has always been more accepted than murder, in my opinion. Yeah, but people think they can get away with stuff, I think, is the big difference. Like, when True. people, like, out of desperation or something, they think, like... Because divorce, you can't, like, hide. You know what True. I mean? Like, But a body, you definitely can. Yeah. But times are different. People did get away with a lot more stuff back. That's true. That's very true. You know, it, and it's not... The, it's never the right thing it's never been the right thing it's always a terrible thing um but yeah it's just i know it's hard to wrap my brain around yeah what a selfish d- asshole oh for sure <laughs> dr frank mm. franco loomis well thank you for that lovely story my pleasure i had one that was bigger bummer so <laughs> no this is good i think um you know, everyone enjoys a little true crime, so mm-hmm. like the story for us. Yeah, I might be, I might be on a stream of true crime. We'll see. I mean, honestly, as you were talking about it, it was making me think, man, I want to play another Phoenix Wright game. I don't know what that is, but it's is it fun? It's like a lawyer detective game where like you're solving all these murder scene, like murder mm-hmm. crimes, but it's a video game, so it's not that intense. Okay, it's just like a fun little fun little game. I might play that tonight now. Anyway. Do it, and then report back. Oh, I will. Ah. Mm-hmm. I've been like, so it's like a trilogy. There's three games. I played the first two, and I've been saving the third one. I think it's time. I think it's definitely time. Actually, you know what? I know it's time. Uh, Take away the word think. We're going to go at this with confidence. I know it's time. I'm confident that it is time, and I'm confident mm-hmm. that I'm going to stump you with my two truths and a lie. This, um... This episode's going to come out the day after Memorial Day, so I decided to do it on Memorial Day. Oh. Um, so here's some facts God for you. God bless America. And that heart that's about as much indoctrination as I remember. Um, <laughs> you had me beat. I don't know, like, the stupid songs they teach you, like, our fucking 50 Nifty United States, that one was actually kind of useful. I love that one, yeah, that's totally useful. It's a bop, too. No, I'm just kidding. Um, don't threaten me with a good time. <laughs> I feel like, I, like, whenever I try and sing it recently, I'll always say, like, the same state, like, four times, because I can't remember, like, what states actually come in, and I know it's just alphabetical order, so if I just looked at it, I could find the lyrics. I think it's the news, all the news. I'm like, New Hampshire, New Mexico, New Idaho, New York. Like, New Idaho's not a state. New Idaho? Did you just say New Idaho? Yeah. I always <laughs> just, like, fuck up and say, like, a new that's not there. I love it. Um, That's amazing. But no, well, let's sing it together sometime. Yes. Um, Okay, so fact number one. Mm-hmm. It was originally Here. called Decoration Day, and it started after the Civil War to honor American soldiers from both sides. Fact number two. Before 1970, Memorial Day was always on May 30th. After the after 1970, it became the last Monday of every month. So that's when that tradition started. 
Um, and fact number three, in the poem In Flanders Field, written by John McCree after World War One, inspired a Georgia teacher to make a daisy pin, which has become the symbol of remembrance and tribute to veterans. Hmm, you're tricky. I am. I'm going to go with number two being the lie. The before 1970? Yeah. That's actually true. Dang it. I was hoping it was... Yeah, from like the late 1800s when it was founded. I can't remember exactly when, just around the end of the Civil War, um, whenever that was. Uh, Mm -hmm. From then until 1970, it was May 30th, and then they decided to change it to the last Monday of every month. Okay, Which then I'm here for. I like that change. Yeah. Well, it gives a nice weekend. Especially when it's not like a specific day. Like the 4th of July, obviously it's always going to have to be the 4th of July because one, it's in the name and two, it's like a like, historical event that happened actually on this day. So this is like a day honoring people. So I think it makes sense just to have it, like still have it every year, but like have it on the same day of the week every year. So you can kind of plan around it. But would you be upset if like... Instead of 4th of July, what if people started just exclusively calling it Independence Day and it was the first Monday of July? How would you feel about that? I don't think I'd be mad at it, but I do like kind of some holidays kind of changing days every year, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, ooh, just what's, curious. What week is 4th of July or what day of the week is 4th of July on this year? I don't know. Mm-hmm. I'll be surprised when the calendar page comes along. <laughs> Couldn't possibly look ahead. Um, I'm going to guess now. I'm going to guess number three was the lie. It is. Yes. So it's actually a poppy and not a daisy. So, um, oh. yeah. So this Georgia teacher made a silk pin of a poppy. It's like a little red flower. And um, since then, it's kind of just been like used by the American or National American League or whatever. I don't know. Some kind of organization as like basically a symbol of remembrance for veterans. Also, poppy can make heroin oh i know for sure there's that yeah the poppy is a very versatile plant muffins heroin pills Mm -hmm. whatever you need Mm -hmm. from it Mm -hmm. it can help you we had it in some pancakes the other day oh you crazy girl poppy seed i know i know actually i knew about the heroin thing but i didn't fully know until i watched ozark recently and then i was like oh yeah (laughs) i've never seen ozark to be honest it's good you know what i tried watching it like a long time ago like when the first season was first out or something. And it just, it's one of those shows you have to pay a lot of attention to. And sometimes I'm bad at that. So Same. I didn't, I, I kind of like zoned out or dozed off or like didn't know what was going on. So I gave up and then I started watching it during quarantine and it took me not that long. And I'm not even watching like that much TV right now, but I watched it pretty quickly. I've been watching a lot of things always. Like I watched four movies yesterday. <laughs> Although I just said I'm not watching a lot of TV right now, and I just realized that's a lie. I meant I'm not watching a lot of TV that's not a ghost hunting show. I was going to say, I thought you were watching all these ghost hunters. <laughs> I definitely am uh, watching that. Have you seen Dead to Me yet? I just started it, like, this weekend. Yeah, actually, I did finish the second season. Okay. Don't say anything. I just I finished, like, episode five, I think. So, like, halfway through the, the first, first season? season. Yeah. Okay. Just keep watching. It's... I'm very into it. I I'm hooked. Loved the I loved the first season. Like really watched it very quickly. The second season, I might even say I loved even more. Okay, I love when shows do that. 
Mm-hmm. The, they, they're good characters. I think that's like, it, it's lots of twists and turns too. So it's like very interesting in that capacity, but I think they're good characters cause they're, it's those. They feel like real people. And they're kind of out of their element. Like that's mm-hmm. not their normal situation or whatever. And like, yeah, they do. They kind of feel like somebody you would know. Yeah. Um, Plus and I both- love Christina Applegate. I love Christina Applegate. Um, and I, I, I always forget the other actress's name, but she was in Freaks and Geeks, which was a great series as well. It's Lisa. I can't right? remember her name. Lisa Carbonelli or something. It's something Italian. Oh, yeah. The C is right. I know that last name. Yeah. Now I'm going to look it up. Let's just look it up. We're on computers. We got it. We got IMDb. Uh, the reason I remember her is because she played Velma in the Scooby-Doo movie. Linda Cardellini. There we go. That sounds better. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, she's she's fantastic, too. I was so excited to see her again. Yeah, because she's kind of hasn't been in a ton lately. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and I think she's doing a fantastic job. And I'm looking really forward to season three. When's it supposed to come out? Do we know? No, I didn't even look it up because, you know, sometimes you're like, oh, well, is there going to be a season three or whatever? They're the way they left it. Like there's going to be a season three. So. I always forget she played Chutney in Legally Blonde. Ah, <laughs> uh, iconic. Really? I haven't seen that movie in so long. Are we just talking about the first one? Yeah, she like Chutney's the bitchy daughter. The one who actually murdered her dad. Spoiler alert. I don't even remember the premise of Legally Blonde, apparently. <laughs> yes. Oh, she was in Avengers, too, which I know is not your thing. Yeah, I saw oh, that. Oh, she, she's What's-Her-Face's friend. Iron I Man? I thought she was... No, I don't know who she is. I don't who know. Who is she? She's different. She's Laura Barton in that movie. Ah, uh, of course. Laura Barton. Mm-hmm. That, and that great scene. Honestly, really like, did it. Ugh, like, once I saw that scene... Changed the whole movie for me. Makes sense. Makes sense. Yeah. 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 But yeah, she's great. <laughs> yeah. But for real. For real. I, I, I truly mean that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I do watch more than I'm letting on. That's okay. That's what this time I feel like is for. I'm watching so many movies. Uh, I think my favorite one that I watched yesterday was Something Great. Okay. It's a Netflix one. Have you seen it? Mm-mm. definitely wa- watch it with lisa because i feel like both of you it's very much like a girl friendship like helping okay. your friend over a breakup kind of movie okay it's a good like rom-com both like a good rom-com breakup kind of movie into that yeah and britney snow how could you not like britney snow oh yeah she's fun she's fun love her. i actually i haven't been watching as many movies i do want to watch more movies i did watch because I've never seen it in its entirety, uh, Ferris Bueller's Day Off, because... The trivia thing I yesterday? Was on. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I um, Oh, I forgot. It was in the story. <laughs> no, I like called Molly yesterday. Oh. oh. And she's like, I'm watching Ferris Bueller's Day Off for this thing. I'm like, that sounds fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was different than I expected. <laughs> yeah, I, I've seen it once. It's been a while. Well, I think that pretty much wraps us, right? Just about what I... Wait, that I can talk words. I was just about to say the same thing. <laughs> we're 
so in sync. If you want it, here's a how. Now strings attached. Bow, bow, bow. bow I'm just bow. bobbing my head. Yeah. Just bobbing my head. Um. Yeah. So please come again. Yes. If you want to subscribe to us on Shoals from Media, we're Facebook. We're on Facebook as Detroit Strange, uh, at Detroit Strange on Twitter and Instagram. And if you want to send us an email, DetroitStrange at gmail.com. Please subscribe, rate, and review wherever you listen to podcasts. That'd be cool. Yeah. We got merch. I don't know. Yeah, I got merch. Check us out, DetroitStrange.threadless.com. We've got some cool stuff out there. Um, check it out. Yeah. Um, if you're bored on Wednesday nights, go to dusty bunny improv's facebook for facebook live and ask us to give you advice yes give it all the advice they're a good advice givers mm, good's a word uh but it's fun for us <laughs> i mean i feel like in shows like that the advice you give even if people don't take it at least makes them think about it from a new perspective so don't be too hung up on like giving good advice or bad because like either way you're making them think oh yeah no we're not really concerned with that yeah some of the advice some of some of us probably give like actual advice and some of us are giving like not actual advice and that's perfect i've just learned don't listen to jb ever i think it's a generally good rule oh yeah (laughs) uh (laughs) but this is not a a (laughs) jb slander podcast (laughs) yes Thank you. Okay. Um, also, listen to other podcasts in the Planet Ant Podcast Network. There's a new one uh, right now called We're Freaking Out. And yes. it is comedians Esther and Jeff. And they freak out about things. Their first one's about Tiger King. So if you've watched Tiger King, check that out. Or even if you haven't, check that just out. Just do it. Yeah. I, yeah. And I think they're going to have another one uh, up pretty soon, too. So, and they're they're super fun. They are. I still love their cooking show. Yeah, Hungry as a Horse. Yeah. Yeah, it's great. Do that too. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so... Stay home, stay safe, stay sane, but most importantly... Stay, stay strange. strange. Outro. <laughs> I don't know what that noise was. This has been a production of Planet Ant Podcast, powered by Pinecast. Our theme song was recorded by Sax and Violence.